Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 317 albums in his Pike series, and we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. Oh, Come sluts, big butts, king tuts, and job of the huts. Dog mutts, fat guts, and dudes with really hairy nuts. Producers yeah. of the chip brand Uts. Klutzes, cunces, nutty professor to the clumpses. Humpty dumpses and cocaine bumpses. Lumpy dumpses and those with the mumpses. Voters for Biden and voters for Trumpses. Voters for Obama. Voters for Osama. Bin Laden, downtrodden, and fodder for your mama. Recorded live, jump and jive, it's gonna be a blast, cause it's episode 95 of Getting Head. A Bucket Cast! cast. Oh my god, wow, look at that. Uh, 95. We're here, we're here. 95, one of my favorite numbers. Windows Mm -hmm. 95, that was a big thing. Uh... Mm-hmm. I remember the first PC we my family ever bought was running Windows ninety five. Well, okay, seventy five. So you were you were kind of a late adopter then of of uh, the PC, or uh, I guess you were around. You adopted it around the time I think the average American family did. Right, like around right, the Windows right. ninety five era. Because I remember like our first computer that I remember was like a DOS uh, Commodore. I think. Nice. Um, that's tight. Yeah, I remember, like, I had definitely used computers before that, um, mm-hmm. and I had, uh, I mean, in school, obviously, I'd used computers, and then friends also had computers that I had You always used. have, like, one computer friend, right? And definitely. they always have glasses. They always have glasses. Oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> every, every computer friend had glasses, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. true. Uh, that's true. You got to have glasses if you were into computers in the 90s. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we, we got our computer in 95. It was, like, right after the release of Windows 95. And mm. our first PC was a ni- or, sorry, 75 megahertz Packard Bell. Uh, 75 megahertz. 75 megahertz. Wow. Was, was, okay, so at the time, it was like, oh, that's cool. But it was literally outdated, like, within six months. Like yeah. with within six months, they were selling um, 133 megahertz uh, computers at uh, at CompUSA, <laughs> and like, we were imagine, like, "What?" what? <laughs> so, so for some reason, some things in computing have like I forget the name of the curve, but there's some law right. of computing mm-hmm. uh, where yeah. it just like goes up kind of exponentially. And I feel like in the last few years, especially because like chip shortages and stuff like that, it's really like kind of flatlined a little bit i mean there's plans to do like next level stuff soon but like i don't know it's 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 been kind of weird because i remember in the 90s like literally year to year the memory available for the same price would like double straight up yeah um Um, and 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 things like really like stuff has gotten faster but mm -hmm. computing power has kind of um plateaued in the sense that like you don't need more than what we're currently doing true, outside true. of specific uses like gaming, video editing, mm. 
uh, right. uh, development work, things like and that, so, right? Yeah, for the most part, like the, the hardware has outpaced the software. Um, yeah. But there are, like, as you mentioned, like very specific, like especially multimedia stuff where yeah. you could use it. I mean, you could definitely always oh, yeah, use it. Yeah, you can make use room. of that power. But yeah, like 100%. the average consumer <laughs> since, since 2010 hasn't mm -hmm. needed more than eight gigs of RAM. Right, generally. exactly. Like, yeah, and, and yeah. That, that I don't see that fundamentally changing anytime soon. Well, no, uh, because, I mean, like, not, like the, not anymore. Like, if you use Google Chrome, you need at least 16 gigs. Like, there's <laughs> yes, no fucking way you're getting true. away with it, man. That's like, true. come on. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have many stories of talking to um, users of computers mm -hmm. that are having issues uh, yeah. running out of memory um, mm -hmm. on computers, uh, that they are running a lot of tabs in Google Chrome. <laughs> mm hmm yeah, like I, I switched to, uh, I know you're a, a, an Opera stan. Uh, I myself, I, I'm on the Firefox team here. That's Mozilla makes a great product. Yeah, I like what good. they do. I, I get Opera's appeal, but mm -hmm. there was like way too much stuff I needed to migrate over to Opera. I got it, played around mm -hmm. with it. I'm like, eh, nah. And also, like the thing is, <laughs> I will say this about Opera. On Mac, it is nowhere near the level that it's at on, PC, uh, on Windows. Uh, like on okay. Windows, it's incredible. It's the fastest browser I've ever used. It's Fair it's point. absolutely insane. But on Mac, it is not the same. It's still good, but mm -hmm. it's not it's not what it is on on Windows. So, uh, that is definitely understandable. Uh, what what um what they're doing with Firefox now is really cool. I've always thought Firefox was cool. Okay, my only issue with Firefox, and this has been the same since maybe 2010 or so when I switched over to Chromium because I'm mm -hmm. one of those dorks, the development yeah, branch are. of Google Chrome. Um, what, my main issue is that just the in the UI is too big and I can't make it smaller. Like I just want the most minimalist UI possible. Like sense, I, I don't want to see anything other than an address bar and back and forward buttons. Yeah, That's all I want to nice, see. Yeah, so they do have like, I wish you could condense everything into the uh, application menu at the top right because they do have an application menu there, but... For some reason, there's stuff mm -hmm. that just like, you know, they always have the 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 download bar. They have the pocket, the library history, and like mm -hmm. show sidebars. And I have mine pretty well condensed, but yeah, there is just. I, I honestly wish it was like you know like um you could make it like hide in like when you put your mouse yeah. up there it it shows sure like, like the dock UI. in Mac OS right yeah like exactly yeah exactly it. like the dock in Mac OS yeah. that would be mm -hmm. perfect. Um, that would work nice, and then yeah. you, and they if they could do that with tabs too, that would be awesome. Right. Um, yeah, that, that's one of the things I like the most about the uh, Opera interface on Windows specifically is it is incredibly minimalist. It literally just shows you address bar, back and forward buttons, and a little like tiny button that you can toggle to like open the download menu. That is it. It is so minimalist, and I I just love that. Nice. I'm I'm a sucker for it. I love a minimalist UI. <laughs> Uh, All right, now that we've put our entire audience to sleep talking about web web browsers, what's going on with you, Spencer? Oh, you know, it's been a week. It's been a hell of a week. I've been just staving off depression by posting through the pain, and uh, that's how you, you do know, it. That's how you do it. What mm. what else can you do in twenty twenty two? Through the fire and the flames, posting through the pain. That's the <laughs> Dragon Force song, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they say that in the Dragon yeah, Force yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds, I mean, Her Herman Lee like... posts a lot. He's a fucking poster. He's a poster. Yeah, he's a streamer oh. too. He he do be streaming. Mm -hmm. He do be posting. Yeah, he's one he of actually, those guys. He out there. Yeah. Um, to to actually touch on uh, the the bucket uh, fact from last week, the news about Buckethead stolen guitar. Mm -hmm. Um, 
or guitars, Herman Lee on his stream actually like spent a good time like talking about it and like interesting, you know, telling people like if they're in the area, like and gave them like a bunch of images, like this is what to look out for, screenshot these. And like That's he actually, cool. yeah, like stepped up and like was super helpful. And you know, uh, kudos to, to Herman Lee for yeah, that. Totally. People give that guy a lot of shit online, like, which I don't really I mean, get. He's a like, good guitar player. Like, he's a good he's guitar not player, like, and he seems incredible. fine. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. He seems like I mean, a he's fine more of a person. studio guitarist. Like, live, yeah. he doesn't seem quite as good, but like, I mean, his stuff in the studio sounds really cool. And this. Yeah, and there's like I think he plays maybe a little above his ability, but that's cool. (laughs) But there's like plenty of videos of him like playing the shit. Like, oh yeah, yeah, do it. He can clearly do it. So it's he can definitely do it. It's just like he. I think he plays a little bit above his live ability. You know, which is fine. I I mean, I I, I honestly probably do that on recording too. So (laughs) I mean, I definitely do. I mean, that's that's the advantage though of modern recording. Like, you can make cool stuff. And like the thing is, I think with art and and anything, especially like if you're trying to do like audio art, like dude, use all the tools available to you. Make what you want to make. Like you, there's nothing wrong with that. The the only problem is if you do that, like it's I think a good idea to try to be able to figure out how to do it basically live. You yeah. know, even if it's with sampling or whatever, because it's always like um, uh, a big bummer. Like a bunch of people now are like complaining about um, 96 Bitter Beings, the the band that is like an offshoot of CKY. Like oh, they're doing wait. stuff that's like super heavily studio edited and like live. Apparently oh, they sound hold, nothing hold like on, them. Hold on, hold on. Is Brandon Margera in this band? No, no. It's it's the front man from CKY and not. not oh uh, my God, what? Yeah, that's interesting. Let's go, Brandon Margera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, wait, so that is wild. Okay, so well, it's fun. They, they just put out like a two new singles. I think you should listen to them. Oh, like, I, I, whatever. I'm definitely gonna listen to them. Yeah, I always think it's fun when like bands break up and then they have like creative differences. So they start a new band that's just the name of their most popular song. I <laughs> like, love. I honestly love that. That's like it's a great like. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things, it's great. or the name of their most popular album, or something mm-hmm. like that, or like yeah, a yeah. reference everybody gets. Like, yeah, oh my god, yeah, yeah. it'd be so awesome to have like, uh, fucking, uh, like yeah, like a, a a Europe offshoot that's called the Final Countdown. Oh yeah, you know, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or like a or, or, or a right said Fred uh offshoot called Too Sexy, mm-hmm. you or know, like uh uh. Joff Tate uh, presents Operation Mind Crime. <laughs> uh, he did that. He he did that. I know. I know. <laughs> that's, that's that's the joke. That's not the joke. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man. I I dude. Okay. So so often I will just be like doing a chore at my house or like working or like in the in between texting somebody back or whatever and just out of nowhere my brain is just like operation mind crime like it's such a i don't know why it honestly (laughs) rules it honestly rules have you seen the the catatonic youth um supercut of of like the joff tate documentary it's so fucking good no that that full video is worth watching it's It's, yeah i I haven't watched the full video but he talks about what's the name of his wine brand it's the funniest thing I, it's like okay, twisted cyclone or some shit. <laughs> it's like it sounds like the worst metal song of all time. Yeah, um, totally. Uh, so it's <laughs> okay. What, what, I just looked at the name of is it. Is it funnier than I thought? <laughs> what is it? It's 
better than it's better than we thought. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Jeff Tate's wine company is called Insania. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a fucking roller coaster. And like, the logo, yeah, the logo for the wine is like a fleur de lis, but it has like spikes on the end. Oh, <laughs> I love so it. Dumb. That's 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 my favorite thing of all oh, time. Oh, that's fucking beautiful. Uh, that's great. We, we yeah, no, it. that video. So, like, if you're not familiar with the video, you don't know what we're talking about. There's a video of Jeff Tate, the vocalist for, or sorry, ex-vocalist for Queensryche, um, who he's just like a, a like classic like middle-aged metal edge lord, and it's just mm-hmm. incredible. It's him like riding motorcycles and wearing Oakleys and like talking about how he's so badass and he taps into like the primal and, and essential parts of our humanity to make his he's, fucking he's like music. A, a UFC uncle. <laughs> you know? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's like the he's like one of those dudes who like definitely got tribal tasks in the early 2000s mm-hmm. because was mm-hmm. a 1000% a part of that trend. Just mm-hmm. like this is badass, this is what we need. I'm surprised Jeff Tate has not made new metal. In fact, well I don't I guess no. I don't know if he has or not. I I've never really listened to his n- 2000s out you know what you know what jeff tate kind of is is he's Mm. in a feminized carrie king oh my god yeah he is and he's a little more like cultured i feel like just a little bit like a feminized like if you if you just like put (laughs) feminine qualities onto carrie king a little bit Mm -hmm. like if carrie if carrie king lived in like a major metropolitan city instead of like Mm -hmm. wherever the fuck out of town he lives (laughs) <laughs> right, like if if Kerry right. King was from Seattle, he would be Jeff Tate, probably. Oh, well, with thousands. Jeff Tate's yeah. from Seattle, so it makes yeah, sense. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bellevue specifically, but oh, you know, <laughs> they are like Queensrÿche is a Bellevue metal band. I think we've actually had this discussion. Before. <laughs> I think we like, have. I think we they're have. if if like they are quintessentially. If you said like, what does Bellevue metal sound like? I would, without hesitation, say Queensrÿche is Bellevue metal. Yeah, like, Bellevue. That's all you if, have to know. Bellevue for the unfamiliar is a city that is like just outside of Seattle. It's very, very close, maybe like 10, 15 minutes away. Yeah. Um, but like nowadays is not a place where bands play. It is not a place where like really anything of any culture happens. It's just a place with a giant mall and a bunch of commerce. Like a lot you know, of companies are based they there. They don't really have like any theaters or anything. No. It is literally a place for chain restaurants, chain stores, and companies business but but only only like upper middle class stuff basically oh yeah Uh, upper class and upper middle class yeah 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 i mean upper middle class and above like i mean yeah the like uh like the cheesecake factory is like the lowest scale chain restaurant they have here it's mostly like big steakhouses and big seafood places and shit like that there is one thousand percent of ruth's chris in there is there is yeah there's there's a bunch of steak morton's i'm sure uh Uh Uh, you know all those totally yeah i i've always historically hated going to bellevue it's a terrible place but it makes a lot of sense that uh queen's right came from there yeah it does it does there's (laughs) something very like polished and very like um i don't know Kind of like very pretentious like our, about our them. parents had money yeah yeah vibes, definitely you know like uh-huh. we have these nice this nice gear because like my dad works for microsoft that, that's one thing about queens is like they always made cool like melodic music but they never did anything really effectively when they tried to have like attitude oh totally like, they're definitely yeah. not from the streets they're from fucking bellevue right like 
and then their their first uh like output like their early output i think is awesome mm-hmm. it's like great like 80s all the, u.s all power 80s metal stuff is awesome yeah like, i mean like I, you know totally like i actually like all of it I, but like i specifically to, really like the mid 90s uh, really yeah i specifically like, I, really I like, like their stuff. pop stuff like jet city woman and shit like that that shit rules dude oh my god they have a song called jet city woman that, that is that was one of their biggest hits very jet city woman just another million miles and i'll be there i'm sorry Britt. i didn't grow up with a bellevue dad or <laughs> Uh, sorry, I, I'm into Queensryche dad, but I said Bellevue dad, which I guess yeah, is the he's, same he's, thing. He's really not a Bellevue. He's a very weird Alaskan dad. Yeah, but, he uh, is, but he's definitely a Queensryche dad. He's uh, definitely a former guest of the show, uh-huh. my dad. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Queensryche dad. Yeah, definitely a Queensryche dad. You're not wrong. Uh, one of my favorite stories of, of yours is your dad getting into stabbing westward, uh, which I think is hilarious. My brother brought that up the <laughs> other day. How he, my my he like he he trapped my brother in the car and made him listen to stabbing westward real loud. <laughs> so good. And he's like, check this out. It's so dark or some shit. I don't know. So uh, speaking of stabbing westward and so dark, uh-huh. I think it's time for goth for, news. Yeah, it is. This week it was announced that proto-goth royalty, Danny Elfman, will be releasing a star-studded cover album of his 2021 album, Big Mess. It's going to be titled Bigger. A single was released this week, a cover of the song Native Intelligence, with production by Nine Inch Nails' Trent Reznor and vocals by Ghostmane, former employer of beloved bucket cast guest Mark Bronzino. Dude, Elfman is such a fucking king. Like, dude is like, he only has gotten better with age. He's he's an interesting cat. Um, The album is also slated to have covers by Iggy Pop, Health, Zach Hill of Death Grips, and Square Pusher, among others. Fucking rocks, dude. Right? The album like, is slated for quarter four, 2022, and is available for pre-order now. Dude, so Moving sick. on in goth news. In goth obituaries this week, we lost two important figures in the goth community. Mm-hmm. Neil Castles, best known as a NASCAR driver, and Buddy Arrington, best known also as a NASCAR driver. <laughs> doing here what is going on neil castles uh proto goth also known as soapy drove in nascar from 1957 to 1976 and afterwards became a hollywood stunt driver and later just driver chauffeuring for such projects as goth classics the hunger game or sorry the hunger games uh homeland and uh the greatest goth movie of all time shallow how he passed at 87 this week. Buddy yeah, Arrington. You got me there. <laughs> Buddy Arrington was a Winston Cup driver sponsored by the cigarette uh, uh, brand Winston, which That's is pretty very goth. goth. That's pretty yeah, goth. In NASCAR from 1963 to 1988. He had 560 races in his career and won zero of them. <laughs> Which is, it's very goth to lose so much. I mean, how do you stay employed for that long if you're just, like, terrible? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he passed at 84 this week. 
thanks for your service to the darkness, Neil Castles and Buddy Arrington. And may you find your way to the great goth racetrack in the sky. Most Hell importantly, yeah. stay dead. And finally in goth news, this week, notable goth and pizza patriarch Papa John Schnatter PJ. was interviewed at the Conservative Political Action Co Conference in Dallas, Texas, where he's scheduled to speak. Speaking with Right Side Broadcasting Network, Schnatter said of his former company, Papa John's, quote, We built the whole company on conservative values. That's what I'm saying. If you run your life on principles, you're truthful and factual, and you have win-win mutual respect, and you're thoughtful and considerate. You're going to win. Schnatter <laughs> went on to say, Truth and in God and truth in unity were key factors that helped his former company become the fifth biggest pizza chain in the United States. Schnatter stepped down as CEO of Papa John's in 2018 after he blamed declining sales on football players protesting the treatment of black people in America, causing their stock to fall 30%. He then used the N-word during a conference call. Oh, wow. What a goth news. We really, like... We really went Covered for the it. whole great. spectrum. Um, so the newest film in the Predator franchise, Prey, Prey, uh, was released yesterday as of this recording. This is August sixth, twenty twenty-two. You huh. know, um, not only is it uh, the prequel to Predator, but it's uh, what I do before I go to bed at bed every night. Oh, good, good. It's it's what it's I do before God. I go to bread every night. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> You just eat a piece of bread and then sleep. <laughs> you got to pray before your bread. <laughs> or, or do you just sleep on a big loaf of bread and you're going to bread? <laughs> Dude, I want a sheet that's just a big piece of toast. That sounds great. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be cool. And then you could then you could like be a sandwich. You could be yeah. a sandwich man. Yeah. Oh, well, well, only if you had like a, a another piece of toast as a blanket to go on top of you. <laughs> or else you're an open-faced sandwich, which is... Mm. Or it's still have, a sandwich. It's an open face sandwich is still a sandwich. Still, it has but it's the also word. pizza. You know, open true. Open pizza is open an open face sandwich. I don't know. Well, it's, pizza is an open face panini, I think, or like mm. some kind of like hot sandwich, right? I think panini has to be pressed on yeah, both sides, I think doesn't you're it? Right, it has to be pressed. I think it does. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll return to that. Um, okay. So the newest film, Prey. Right. I Wait, watched uh, it what last. Do you, night. What do you call a panini after you turn it off? Uh, you what? call it a panino. I don't know. That's a binary joke. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yep. I'm not binary, but I still made that joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You should okay. you should write a, a joke with that as the punchline. That's good. Yeah. Um a better joke. Write a better joke. With that as the <laughs> Shut up. That was that was a good one. <laughs> um so I watched this last night. I typically like I am like, you know me. I'm terrible about watching like movies or staying up on culture i'm i'm a very uncultured swine um i i would tell the police that yes <laughs> yes yes exactly um but, but like a friend of mine was like hey uh you want to watch this online you want to watch this on the internet when it comes out on friday and i was like yeah sure all right whatever so uh a friend and i uh watched it and uh i actually really liked it like it's really good like i yeah, think it's, it's pretty, pretty good ratings no. yeah uh it's pretty good a uh, couple of interesting things about it, though, that I want to talk about. That's this is why I'm talking about it here and not in recommendations. Um, mm -hmm. So, two things. Firstly, like 
they save the good special effects for the end and the like the first half of the movie has some like rough special effects like okay there's some scenes where you're like god damn they really did not have the budget to pull this off uh but I, I, movie i can like that it can be fun it the can movie be well does, done yeah no the oh. movie's still really well done i think that everything that was within their control they handled really really well and like it it they, they pull it off. It's still really enjoyable. I still really liked it. But there's cool. some rough special effects. But the most important thing about the film, and the the reason I'm bringing it up to you, is that, Britt, there yeah. is an in-depth sinking scene in this film. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Wet and messy is back, motherfucker. W-A-M. Wet and messy is back. Uh, we need so, to bring back Cool Shrek for another bonus episode about sinking. Do I, we might need to. Uh, we might need mm. to find some some people that get horny because of the scene. Because like, okay, so mm. as you likely know, our, our protagonist, our our hero in this film, is a young mm. woman, um, a young Native American woman. And did you say as we know? Because I didn't know that. I, I thought I said as you may know, but oh, I, it's okay. possible that I, that I that I didn't. Um, <clears throat> but. Our protagonist is a young Native American woman. Um, I would say probably in her early to mid-20s is what I would guess. Uh, but I don't know. It's not specifically stated. Uh, that said, there's a scene in which uh, she sinks into like a, a mud pit slash bog of sorts and has to like struggle okay. to get herself out of the pit. It is like, it is. Ex- so what, 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 I mean, is it mud or is it like peat? It is, it, it is. It looks like both. Like a mixture of mud and peat. Mud and peat. Interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. The adventures a, a of mud of and like peat. That, that covers yeah. a lot of the spectrum. Because, I mean, as we saw from that poll, like, peat is one of the top things there. And mud is also one of the top things. Quicksand is actually, like, pretty far down on the list of right. things people like to watch people sink into. So that right. that's 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 going to that's gonna make a lot of boners. Brit, that's going to make a lot of boners, my friend. Brit, while watching this scene, <clears throat> uh-huh. I kid you not, it was so... Like, it hit all of the beats of all of the sinking stuff that we talked about, like all of the sinking fantasies that all those people mm-hmm. would be posting about on that. It, it hits those beats so perfectly. I suspect that director Dan Trachtenberg might be oh, a sinker. Oh, he's a sinky boy? He might be. He um, might be a sinky boy. Okay, he might well. be a sinky boy. I don't know. It's, it's, it's sus. It's sus a little. A little. But, Nothing sus about that. Don't kink shame. <laughs> I ain't king shaming. I ain't king shaming. I'm just saying it, it is. It makes me suspect. It makes me sus that okay. he may be a sinker, um, okay. which I think is interesting. We love to see sinking come back into the mainstream. Maybe <laughs> this will inspire other sinking scenes in films, and this will keep because you know the last time we talked about sinking, we were talking about how maybe the fetish is dying, and this is proof that maybe it is not, or maybe no. this is going to inspire the next generation of sinkers. Sink trick, the next generation. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh, sink trick, the next pit. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you think the sinkers would be into like a, uh, like a, like a large, like plexiglass, like box where they could watch someone like struggling around in it? You know? A hundred percent. Of course they would. <laughs> A fucking court, like a fucking sinking aquarium. Yes, yeah. I mean, it'd be very difficult though, because I mean, it's not like really opaque or anything. So yeah. the, the p- person would have to be struggling directly against the the plastic box the entire time, really. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I think people would be into that. The folks, um, the friends out there. The friends. Yeah. Our friends. What what friend do you have uh, w- that you would be like least surprised if you found out they were really into sinking? You. And why is it Monty? It's you. <laughs> oh. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if I found out you were into anything. Like, you could literally tell me anything. I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, like I remember... Okay, we're going to get a little real here for a second. Um, yeah. I remember when you started talking to me about like when you basically like kind of came out of the closet a little bit to me. Like yeah. I remember when you started talking to me about that stuff and I remember mm-hmm. you being like kind of like uncomfortable a little bit and maybe not uncomfortable, but like a little bit nervous about it. <clears throat> no. Or like, that's just the energy that you, you gave off to me. Cause we've been friends for a really long time and no. none of that was remotely surprising to me. Like I just remember being like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. That's <laughs> whatever. Fair. Like, like, yeah, that makes sense. Like I'm, I'm weird. <laughs> it might as well extend to my sexuality. Like yeah. why not? <laughs> not, not like yeah, I would, fair. but not like I would be weirded out by anybody, you know. But like you in particular was just not a surprise at all. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I represent that. Yeah, I know you do. You do. It's, it's part of your brand. So you know, it is. Um, it's important it is. to acknowledge. Um. That said, uh, that's basically what i've been up to you know being depressed watching predator prequels being a predator uh no sorry be, sorry being a predator Excuse fan me being a predator oh. fan <laughs> what's what's your favorite <laughs> what predator are you the biggest fan of for jared me it's Fogel. Uh, r kelly probably <laughs> oh, jared fogel jared fondle <laughs> uh no i'm not a fan of jared fogel but what, what do you think it's going to be like when he gets released from prison in eight years Eight or nine, I think it's eight or nine years he gets out of prison, something like that. You think he's gonna get a Twitter? Oh, God, I hope so. God, the I, I want to cyber bully Jared people, Fogle. Yeah, the roast people would do on Jared would be fucking incredible. Yeah, they really would. They would roast him like a foot long sub, baby. Yeah, yeah, no, they'd toast him, uh, like a, like a foot long sub. That's, like you can that's do it for true. free. At yeah, Subway. they would, they would eat him like a six inch sub. I think he would like that. <laughs> uh, what what have you been up to? What have you been doing? I don't know. Hanging out, jerking off. Yeah. Um, Is it fucking still super hot in Seattle? It's it's medium. It's like in the eighties, so like tons of nice. people have been at the pool. So you know, maintaining a, a really nice pool takes yeah, some effort. Um, you got to do some chemistry, effort. right? Like you got to like oh, test yeah. the water. And I shit. am. I I watched like this two hour video on like pool chemistry and stuff and then i like read this manual and it's like it's it's fairly complex thankfully Mm -hmm. they actually made this cool like little plastic wheel thing that's like three different plastic things stacked on top of each other i've seen those i've seen those yeah can you explain to me how those work I could, but it's gonna take me like two hours, dude. <laughs> like I can. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Broad. Basically, terms. let broad me. Broad Because, be, yeah. In 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 the broad strokes. So, uh, let me try to like teach. This. Okay. So it's basically, um, you broad have strokes to adjust... is my favorite fat guy strokes cover band. Sorry. Go ahead. So <laughs> so balancing a pool really comes down to two things. Like, uh, how much um like sanitizer you have in there, and I use chlorine. And then the pH of it. And as long as those two things are balanced, it's mostly fine. But there's also things like uh, calcium hardness you have to check for. Right. 
and you know other like trace minerals and things like that and things you can balance and things you can take out things you can't take out things you have to filter out um and like acidity and like uh the um you know like the the, the chlorine balance how much active chlorine is there versus inactive chlorine and basically the wheel is uh you just adjust to you test all of the chemicals and then you adjust the wheel, and it tells you exactly what you need to put in there, oh, based on okay. the parameters. So neat. It's a uh, yeah, it's it's a cool thing. I never use the wheel just because like I kind of just do the head math, and it all mm-hmm. works out. So nice, yeah. nice. Until some kids start like burning themselves in the pool or something, and then I'm like, hey, it says there we have no liability. <laughs> Perfect. No liability. That's like, that's the way to like live. No, we have no liability for items lost or stolen. That includes your skin, kid. That's true. That's yeah. true. Love to yeah, see you it. lost your skin. Oopsie daisy. No <laughs> liability, baby. That's what those uh, Jewish doctors say after they circumcise you. <laughs> Their mouth's a little too full of dick, isn't it? <laughs> oh. Uh, still, speak, they, speaking of mouth full of dick, I think it's time for bucket yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Go for it. Let her rip. Bucket fact, 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 bucket fact. Today we're gonna report a nice, hopeful bucket fact. Yeah, it's pretty rare we do anything like that. We need it. As reported last week, Buckethead had at least ten of his favorite guitars, or as he says, the most important guitars in life. Guitars of uh, life. Stolen. Guitars of life. Of life, yes. Uh, stolen out of storage in Arizona sometime last month. The Buckethead community came together to help locate the guitars and get them back to Buckethead in a way I can sincerely say would not have happened in any other music community. Mm-hmm. At least one of the guitars has been recovered, and we know that because Buckethead updated one of his websites that he never updates, mm-hmm. BucketheadPikes.com. Right. <laughs> The, the site is famous for carrying the back injury message from back in 2011, and most people assumed Buckethead either forgot the password or left the site derelict. But this week, it was updated for the first time in years with a picture, a handwritten letter, and a brief message from Buckethead. The picture is of a Buckethead concert with a young boy in the front row circled in Sharpie. The handwritten letter reads the following. Buckethead. Thank you so much for inspiring me to play guitar for the past 15 years. I'm glad I could help you get your guitar back. This picture is from 2008 at the Rialto Theater in Tucson, Arizona, where you, you used the guitar. The picture also shows me in the crowd. You gave me an R2-D2 toy that you put up to your pickups. I still have it, and it is one of my fondest memories. Hopefully, you can come back to Tucson to play more shows. I'd be honored to meet you. If there's anything else you need, let me know. Taylor Belmare. Hell yeah. I saw this mm-hmm. posted on, off of the uh, Facebook page. The yeah. quote-unquote official Buckethead Facebook page. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, uh, yeah, he apparently bought the guitar off mm-hmm. of the guy that bought it at the flea market and sent it to him. So, it's really a lot. Um, yeah. So... Uh, Buckethead has a short note after the letter reading uh, I want to thank Taylor for helping to return this guitar to me so many tears with so many emotions I'm moved beyond 
This guitar is very dear to me. This letter is even more. There's so much good in the world. Thank you, Taylor. Uh, yeah, I love right? him. I think he's the entire the sweetest bu- man. Like it's Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's a very pure person. Um like we make a lot I of jokes, that's... obviously. We make a lot of like ribald jokes, I guess I would say. But yeah, like but we, lo- we we love Bucket. We really do. Bucket's like a pure he's person. So he seems like such a great dude and like he he just really only puts out positive energy into the world, which is mm-hmm. great. Yeah, we love that. I think the entire Buckethead community thanks Taylor. Hell yeah, we do. I too am moved beyond words. Well, so thanks, Taylor. Yeah. You are a really special bucket pot. Bucket facts! <laughs> we listen to three motherfucking bikes. We did. Yeah, uh, we did. Pike one, uh, 283, Pike 284, and Pike 287? Yeah, we should probably explain that. We should definitely explain that. So, um, Pike 283, 284, uh, both released in 2020. There was also one more Pike announced for 2020 that was never released. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pike 285, The Stone of Folly. Mm-hmm. And then there was a Pike re- uh, that was announced uh, several months later in 2021, January of 2021, I believe. Uh, what was the title of that one? I don't have it here. Uh, I Oh, Nautical Twilight. Yeah, Sorry. There it is. Yeah, Nautical Twilight. Um Yeah, but neither has ever been released. No one knows the deal with it. Buckethead has never given any updates about it. Uh mm-hmm. but there were two um, you know, kind of uh brief teasers for the album. Also, like uh, there, there was, was a, a- pre-order available at some point or there possibly was yeah available? and actually so no there was yeah. pre-orders available for all of the unreleased albums he has all five of them people ordered them uh and they have never came some people just uh mm-hmm. you know canceled it and got their money refunded some people still have active orders of all of these albums now, now here we back. are edging uh, on these unreleased albums right? and we're never they're never like, going to come yeah 285 was available for pre-order almost two years ago now Almost two full years ago now, Crazy. which is kind of like, come on, man, get it together. He's released so many albums since then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would, I would love to know more. He's about released what, like thirty pikes since on. then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Th- that said, we're, we we have to skip those because we we can't. This is the first time we've skipped any uh, in the history yeah. of this podcast, which has been going on, I think, for almost two years now. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so, we started recording it almost exactly two years ago. Yeah. Right. Um, um, pretty weird. It feels weird, but it's okay. We're, it's a weird beard. We're going to do um, it. But yeah, let's yeah. Uh, let's jump into the uh, first bike we listened to here, Pike 284. Under Through... a distant plane. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, released on um, September 10th, 2020, 174 days after Toys R Us tantrums. Oh, yeah. 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 And the day before the uh, ninth anniversary of, uh, or sorry, the nineteenth anniversary. Of I was gonna say the oh yeah the ninth Silver. anniversary of the tenth anniversary of September eleventh. No 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 nickel the release of Nickelback Silver Side Up. I, I don't know what you're talking about now. But. Oh that's that's true that's very. Uh, September tenth is also the birthday of one of my childhood friends. And I remember, I always remembered what his birthday was because we were still friends when 9 11 happened. <laughs> and I went to like his birthday party or whatever. Like, I don't think I went to it that year. I think I went to it the year before. Uh, but then like 9 11 happened and I was like, oh man, well, I'm never going to forget his birthday. And I still haven't. 
So. Never forget. Never forget. His birthday. Yeah. yeah cool. Happy birthday, Steve. Yeah. So um, this one is kind of a long pike. Clock's in at uh, 3.11.1, so 31 minutes and 11 seconds. That was the strangest way to say that. 3.11.1. I'll allow it. 3.11. Yeah. It's a 3.11 reference. We, um, we love 3.11. Mm. Uh, yeah, this one is split into six tracks. Two of them live tracks of previously released songs, uh, and the other four uh, original songs. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, yeah. Um, this, this it was it was all right. I don't right. love this. Was actually a pretty good Pike. I liked the Pike mm-hmm. up until the live tracks. I liked, live tracks. I was like, come on. I liked the last live track because that one's from a it recent was, Pike, and uh, yeah, I like that song a lot. Um, yeah, it was all right. It's just like I've already heard that song, right. and I think it's better on recording too. I think so. it is too, but also like hearing him play those guitar parts like in a live setting was cool. Like he was like really shredding in that song. Oh, he like, was shredding it, it was on the, the last one. It was neat, yeah. right? Uh, but it, but the, it was like more of a novelty than something that I feel like had a yeah. lot of like uh, purpose here on this. Yeah, album. maybe so. But like this came out in 2020. Like maybe he was mm-hmm. like missing playing live or just like feeling weird about the state of the world and how we couldn't have concerts. Maybe that's why yeah. he chose to include live songs on these these pikes. It's hard to say. I suppose. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, regardless of his motive, like, I don't love the live material on his pikes. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. Yeah, I don't you know. I'd rather, I'd rather have just new, original, cool, interesting bucket songs. Yeah. But that's yeah. me. And also, I, like, track five, uh, Ghosts of Broken Eggs Live. Just uh, not my favorite. It's a it's like a blues song. It's yeah, like I, that one is. I I took the same note. I it was, was like, it was man, boring. this song. Like is, I'm like, uh, no. Mm. Um, though though the but, the actual pike here. So the content on the pike here is interesting because like the first two songs are like kind of like meandering, kind of like slow pace, like atmospheric, yeah. kind of post rock so, sort of sort of stuff, or post metal yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, like it's it's melodic rock um, with a lot of synths. There's yeah. a lot of synths yeah. in here, and the production's actually really good. Yeah. I really like the production on this album up until the live stuff. I feel like the third uh, song though is like is like the coolest part of this whole album. Like the uh, the third and fourth song are awesome. Um, right. So the the third song is like new metal, basically. It's kind of it's, it's like almost like techie new metal. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's like really a, cool. It's like a mix, and he's doing like uh, like clean guitar stuff, and he's also doing like weird riffing and like. It's 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 definitely you're describing new metal, Spencer. That's true. That's true. It, it's definitely it's it's, it's, it's really chuggy and rhythmic yeah. most of the time. It, it's, but it's really groovy. It's different than everything else on this, on this album. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, totally. Uh, it, I, I I really like that one. Mm-hmm. I actually preferred uh, the track after that though, mm-hmm. the Miner's Lamp. It was uh it was like one of those cool frenetic songs that right. just does riff after riff after riff and like everything's a different genre. Totally. That one was cool as hell. Didn't go on long enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first two tracks, though. Yeah, you know the fir- the first track, "Once Upon a Distant Plane," the uh, titular track, was just like really slow space rock, no yeah. solos. And I actually don't think there were really any solos on any of the three pikes this week, except for the live tracks. Oh yeah, which is kind of strange. Um, uh, no, I mean there were some solos in the uh, in the last pike that we listened to. Was there? Yeah, there's a big epic solo at the long of the, at the end of that really long. Oh, song. oh the oh yeah on the 24 minute song. Yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. It's kind of a lead though. Uh, um, he does some he does some shredding at the end. 
It, okay. But like, you're um, right. It, it is mostly a lead until the very the yeah, last. Yeah, that few that fucking song. Like I just spaced out on that Same. after a while. I think I just like stopped taking notes after 20 minutes or so. So it might have happened right after that. Well, we'll we'll get to that. Um, yeah, we'll get to that. <clears throat> but um, this one is this one is okay. I yeah. I feel like it's, this is it's, a, I feel like it's inconsistent. It yeah. do, it doesn't have a direction as an album is the problem. Right. Like I, it feels I, like kind of three different albums, like three different EPs. I like the second one the best, which right. is uh, tracks three and four. Um, and then the last one's like a little live EP, and the first one is just like, I don't know, fucking post-rocky. It's fine. It's, it's just fine, like yeah. a little too atmospheric. I wish he would do, you know, change it up. A little too repetitive, too. Yeah. Okay, what's an example of a circumstance or a thing that you have attended or been to or a situation you've been in that you would describe as too atmospheric too atmospheric to give you some time to think about that i will actually i know exactly what it it is um i think you might have been there (laughs) it was when we uh when I think Corrupture is a band, there was one of us that wasn't there, I think, though. We climbed up a mountain in Alaska. Oh, yeah. And then when we got to the top, there was, like, we got caught in a cloud. Yeah, it was and there. We couldn't, we, yeah, we couldn't tell which direction was up or down the mountain. Mm-hmm. That was too atmospheric. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that uh, was kind so of that was, scary because we're like, where, what direction are we even going? Like, we couldn't figure out what was up or down the mountain because there was some, like, valleys at the top of the mountain mm-hmm. and so we were like what are we going the right way back right and it was very confusing a little scary mm-hmm. too atmospheric yes 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 you are correct yeah. you're correct yeah. uh, that was bear mountain uh outside of eagle river in, in alaska yeah and i remember that that was super fun uh that was a fun day we you know there's a few pictures of us from that that i still have actually cool i think is that the time we jerked off on the top of the mountain? That is the time we jerked off on the top of the mountain. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Holy shit. We jerked off on the top of a mountain. Dude, I forgot entirely that we did that. That was the whoa, dumbest whoa, whoa, we shit. We jerked off on the top of a mountain. So, okay, correct me if I'm remember so remind me if I'm if I'm remembering this correctly. So, my memory of this is that we okay, we were like 18, 19, kind of around there. Mm-hmm. We climb well, up this mountain. Chris was us, and he was like 24 or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, he, he was the oldest member of the band with the youngest girlfriend in the band. I don't think he was there, though. I, I think he was the one that was He was, because he was the only one that came. I don't think he was there. I thought it was me, you, Justin, Scott, and uh, uh, what's his name? Clint. I think Chris was there. I don't think Chris was there, but I don't know. I don't remember. What I'm pretty I... sure Chris was the only one who who came. Maybe it was Justin. I'm not sure. So I couldn't. I couldn't come jerking off on the top of a mountain. But, okay, well, you, you're you're spoiling it. So what my well, sorry sorry. What I remember yeah. is that like we climbed to the top of this mountain. It's all epic. We're like looking at the view, and it's rad. Mm-hmm. And then the cloud comes in. We can't see anything. And then we mm-hmm. start smoking weed up there because obviously that's you what you do. And then I, it had to have been you that was like, let's all go jerk off on the mountain. <laughs> Sounds like me. Yeah. And then, so we all split up and go separate directions. And because the cloud is so thick, you know, we, we, would, we couldn't see each other. We couldn't see anything. And so we all yeah. tried to jerk off on top of the mountain. And uh, I, I don't remember jerk how well that went. On top of the mountain. 
That's amazing. There was only one of us. I remember there was only one of us that actually came, and I remember it being Chris, but maybe it was Justin. Maybe it was me. I feel it like it was you. me. I don't. I don't think you came, Spencer. <laughs> I don't think you came, dog. Oh wow! I, thanks for that. Bro. I don't think you came on the hike, bro. All right. All right. I was definitely there in the hike. There, there's a okay. So that was during the period of your life in which you were wearing a fedora a lot. And there's a picture of you and I like sitting in My this like was. cave, uh, like uh-huh. halfway up the mountain, and I'm wearing your fedora for some reason. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. That's all I remember about that. Oh, and also that you were wearing, you, you were wearing slacks. I remember that as well. And it That's was like cool. raining, oh, yeah, and your yeah. slacks got like totally fucking destroyed. Oh yeah, we love that. Yeah. Speaking of wet slacks, Pike 284 through the Looking Garden. Oh yeah. Released on November 28th, 2020, 79 days after Once Upon a Distant Plain. The good old this 79 one, when one of you yeah, is too tall. This one is one 30-minute and 24-second track. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's I like the production on this a lot. It sounds really like epic and it's really full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um. Wait. Did you say get, thirty-four minutes? No, thirty minutes and twenty-four okay. seconds. Yeah, yeah. I, no, that's what I thought. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, the production on it's really good. The song definitely like goes a lot of places, but those places it, are all very similar. Dynamic. They're similar. Yeah. They're yeah. They're all kind of the same tempo. Uh, it goes like from like melodic epic alt metal to like soft parts, mm-hmm. but it's all I don't know. It all yeah, it's it's not diverse enough for me, yeah. to be honest. It, for like a 30-minute song, it kind of drags. There is there is repetition, definitely. I didn't necessarily um, felt like it dragged. I just felt like it was difficult to focus on. It felt very backgroundy to me. Um, yeah, very background. Which isn't um, necessarily a knock against it. Like It definitely mm-hmm. like takes a certain level of like skill and thought to create oh, yeah. music that can sit comfortably in the background and not like be so in your face that it like demands your attention. That being said, like mm-hmm. I like those sorts of pikes more. So listening to this one, it was difficult for me to focus on. Like it, it's very yeah. like the it, the tonality is all really similar. Like the 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 tempo is all really similar, and it mm-hmm. just kind of goes and goes and goes and ends. I don't know. Yeah. Um. It is solid. It is solid as heck, but it is not that interesting. It's, I mean, it's it's well executed. It's just like what he's trying to execute doesn't totally interest me. I guess. Yeah, the only execution that interests me is Saddam Hussein. True. Uh, <laughs> for me, it's Brandon. <laughs> uh, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon Margera. In a video game. What? In a video game. Brandon Margera. Why, why do you want to? Why <laughs> yeah. do you want to execute Brandon Margera? It's because he's not part of ninety-six quite bitter beings. Uh, y- yes. Yeah, he's the he's the one holdout. You know. Yeah. Preventing CTY. Uh, by the way, who is Brandon Margera? Hmm. Who is Brandon Margera? What? What? Who's who? Who is Brandon Margera? This Brandon Margera you're talking about that you mentioned earlier, because uh, his brother's name is Jess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> why, why did I 
I keep thinking his name is Brandon. I keep that. Oh, Everything's coming up Brandon oh, for no, you. No, you just it, say, let's go Brandon way too much. No, it's because it, it's because uh, of Brandon Dicamillo. And, That's who I'm thinking of. Okay. What the fuck? Because like, I okay. mean, because he's to, tangentially related to CKY and whatnot. So. Oh yeah, yeah, he was in Narkill, right? And I think Brandon or Brandon uh, Jess Margera, you poisoned me. Fuck you, <laughs> um, Jess Margera. I think he played for Narkill. I want to say yes, yes. I so maybe. I believe that is the the connection. Brandon Dicamillo okay. played for Narkill. Jess Margera also played for Narkill. Jess Margera mm-hmm. is in CKY. Jess Margera is not in Ninety Six Five Interview. True. I I still support. Let's go, Brandon Margera, though. Just, <laughs> just to let you know, it doesn't I'm make sense though. Doesn't matter. Still support it. All right. Okay. Yeah. Same. Uh, yeah. Let's go, Brandon D. Camillo. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I was <laughs> going to a... say that's the name of the episode, but all of our episodes are coming up, Brandon. <laughs> that's I'm not going to name yeah. a. I think. Uh, yeah, we gotta we gotta tone down the brand, and we're gonna get like censured on the internet or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what's the. Uh, Speaking of through the looking garden, what's the biggest garden you've ever been in? Oh fuck, man! Uh, I've been to a few botanical gardens. Um, oh, botanical gardens! I've been to a couple. There's uh, one in yeah. Pennsylvania that's yeah. real big. Um, there's also the uh, arboretum um, in Seattle. I guess that's technically a tree garden. I mean, there's like other plants there. It's not just trees. I mean, there's the Japanese garden that's a specific garden, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. the arboretum is like, I don't know. I think that's more of a park or, yeah, that's a park. Yeah. That's, that's park. Yeah. That's more of a park. It's a garden park, but that's okay. It's okay. We don't have to a, count it. A parkin or a gark? <laughs> gark for sure. Gark. Yeah. Hell Let's yeah. get garked, dude. Uh, do you, yeah, you, dog. you know what's great is when people call like trail mix gorp. You heard that? I hate that I so that. fucking much. Well, apparently, out, that's dude. like an East Coast thing because I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. And like, my brother went to the East Coast and he's like, You ever heard of Gorp? And I'm like, Oh, that word sounds bad to my ears. <laughs> what does it mean? And he's like, Good old raisins and peanuts. And I killed myself. Yep. I killed myself right then. And you're talking yeah. to my ghost right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got you to gotta let go, Spencer. <laughs> I, I it killed wasn't, myself it wasn't my fault. years ago. It wasn't my yeah, fault. It was, it, it was Brandon's fault, Spencer. <laughs> it's all it's always Brandon's fault. Yeah. So mm. Joe Biden is the exact type of guy who would call it Gorp. He is. He really is. Joe Brandon. That's true. Bro, let's go Gorp. Bro Jandon. Yeah. Let's let's go Gorp. Let's Gorp Brandon. <laughs> God damn it, I want that to be the name of the episode too. <laughs> Yeah. Stop it. Let, let's. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got to come up let's with chill some, on the Brandon yeah, jokes. Okay, They're too no, good. No more Brandon jokes. Uh, more uh, CKY jokes. Um, yeah. Uh, CKY jelly. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the episode. That's the there name of the episode. There you go. Got it. Boom. Headshot. Right. Killed it. Uh, 360 it. no scope. Right. Uh, Pike 287. Electrum. Electrum. Uh, released on February 28th. 2021 uh the first pike technically of uh 2021 but as we said before Mm -hmm. there was one announced in 2021 that you know in january that hasn't been released yet so Mm -hmm. uh this one was released 92 days after the last released uh pike through the looking garden those are 92 quite bitter days let me tell you that's that's true and this one comes at uh 29 in 22 quite bitter minutes 
<laughs> uh, yeah. So this one, the first song we already talked about it a little bit, is a twenty-four minute song. Twenty-four minute song, yeah. and maybe too long. It is. Bad. It's not bad. It is not bad, but it is okay. And the the mix is decent. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what actually stood out to me in this song. Mm. This is one of the first times in Buckethead's music when the programmed China symbol has not sounded like absolute motherfucking dog shit. Mm. Must have gotten some news. Uses a lot of China symbol on here, mm-hmm. and it's like pretty well panned. It doesn't sound like a trash can lid. Mm. Um, you know, it, it actually sounds like a huge splash almost in a way, which mm-hmm. is kind of how I think China should sound a little Ooh, more. That's a bold take. See, I I want a China to sound the most trash can as possible. I love that. But sound. you're also on record, uh, <laughs> liking the drum mix on Saint Anger. I do. So I don't know if I, I do can trust like you. the drum mix on Saint Anger. I, I don't trust you. You have lost my trust, Spencer. <laughs> I don't. That's fair. We can't have this conversation in good faith. Okay. Anymore. I Okay, the drum mix on Saint Anger, it's like it's like a fucking porno grind band drum mix, which is why I like it. Yeah. It sounds fucking terrible, but it sounds terrible yeah, it like would... in a really expensive way, which is amazing to me. It's like it's amazing. Yeah, it would, that... It's like it would work if like everything else was like four decibels louder. Everything else in the mix. Mm. Or if it was just like, I don't know, four decibels down in the mix. It's just like it overpowers everything all the time except in the slow parts which makes the music like way too dynamic yes. like and frantic yeah. it's like it's it's grating to hear them go back and forth between the slow parts and the fucking heavy shit yeah it's, so it's, okay it's... here's my like hot takes on saint anger yes mm-hmm. my hot takes on saint anger uh hot ta- everyone has a hot take hot takes on saint anger firstly there are some cool ass riffs on that album. Some cool ass like in the like some cool ass like parts, honestly. But every song is too long by a third. If they cut every song mm-hmm. by a third, had someone else do vocals, turned up the guitars and the bass, uh, it could actually be a cool album. But the vocals are terrible. The song structures are way too long and terrible. The bass parts suck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they do. <laughs> Bass parts really suck, dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's, the guitar solos yeah, they're, also. They're, they're well, bad. there's not really any guitar solos, so never mind. No, I was gonna say the guitar solos aren't no. great, but there's not a lot of those, so eh, they, they're fine. They can stay. But uh, yeah, that album is a mess. I I love that it exists, though. It's it's something that we can all point to. It is a. It is a an un, unfortunate yet interesting wart on the penis. Of the metal community. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of warts on penises, you ever had genital warts? Not on me. <laughs> By had them, do you mean like eating them? Uh, no. <laughs> no. I don't think anyone wanted like a, to hear you say restaurant? that. I don't think anyone <laughs> wanted to hear that. I didn't want to hear it, so... You know, <laughs> I, I I didn't want to think it, but now uh, here we are. Yeah, we're true. all thinking it now. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so, <laughs> Electrum, uh-huh. uh, Pike two eighty seven. Um, first song, super long, just pretty much melodic alt metal. Um. Oh yeah, I guess I did right. There is a solo on here. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But it's not. It's like near the end. There's not enough of it. It's like it's just not diverse enough for 24 minutes long. It's not 
dynamic enough. It's like Pike two eighty uh, two eighty four. You know, it, it's it's mm. one of those ones that just falls so much into the background while I'm listening to it because I've mm-hmm. heard so many things that are so much like it. And again, like yeah. I'm not being too critical about this. Like I'm still grateful that hey, you know, Buckethead's put out all this music. You know, it's all this stuff oh, for yeah. us to listen Absolutely. to and talk about. And it's great, but like it is definitely like background music, and it's hard to focus yeah. on. And I mean. So the last five minutes of the album are great. Though. Yeah, I, I completely uh, agree. The last two tracks Archway. are like way more interesting, and they're they're different. Yeah. Um, uh, like especially the last track. Like I, I really liked the last track. It's it's much more metal. Um, and it's got like it, kind it of is like, metal, and he has. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's yeah, got like sorry. kind of like a gallopy kind of like metal vibe to it, um, which mm-hmm. is like fun and and a little different, especially compared to everything we listen to for these three fights. You know. Yeah, the last two songs have a lot of like really cool, clean riffs. Yeah. And so they're like really like soft metal in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does a lot of cool like string skipping and riffing and shit. Um, really short, sweet songs. Yeah, like where I think Buckethead kind of shines a lot of the time. Definitely. So, uh, and so it's a it's a a good Pike, um, not a great Pike. Maybe just a little bit better than average because Electrum is just like too long. You know, I'm gonna be honest, too long, mm-hmm. too long. Just like, uh, you know, Through the Looking Garden. Too long of a song. Okay, so... Gotta fit more songs on there. The word Electrum, it's making me think of another word that I can't put my finger on, and it has something to... Electrum? Spectrum? It's something that goes in your butt. Um... You got... An electrostimulator? No, 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 no. no. You gotta know this. It's... uh, Maybe I'm just thinking of rectum, actually. (laughs) Probably. Probably. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, like it, this probably means electric rectum, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, is it plectrum? Plect? No, no. Plectrum's like a big guitar pick. It's like, that's like a big thick um, guitar pick. Plectrum <clears throat> picks for anal, rectal bleeding, blood in stool. Handsome guy picks up Latin hottie for anal sex. Cricket behavior and neurobiology. God, Google is <laughs> wide world. Yeah, here. you gotta go to Bing, man, if you want the real greasy results. Like, oh, I don't, I don't. Um, <laughs> have you ever done erotic electrostimulation? No. Bummer. I was seeing somebody who was interested in doing that for a while, and we had like talked about it. She like showed me this like thing she wanted to get to like do that. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, that's, that seems cool. But, like, the thing that she wanted to get was, like, really expensive. It was, like, this, like, yeah, wand thing that, like, generates, like, different mm-hmm. electrical signals. And you can, like, do stuff mm-hmm. with it. And I was like, that seems cool. Uh, I didn't have as nearly as much disposable income at that time or else, like, I probably would have bought it. If it was now, I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Let's buy the weird, you know, ball zapper thing or whatever, you know. Yeah. For for me, it's a lot cheaper to uh, you know um, just buy a taser and shoot their clit with a taser. Zap zap zap. <laughs> Call that a Frank Zappa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> Frank Zappa was weird. Oh, probably did Frank weird sexual Zappa stuff. had to have done some of the weirdest sex stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That motherfucker probably played shows with butt plugs in and shit like. You know what? Yeah, he seems like a butt plug guy. You're not Definitely. wrong. I never even, I yeah. have never even thought about this. <laughs> Dude, you like, know, that like, is what I first think of. I'm like, Cap- he is definitely. Ca- Captain Beefheart doesn't really seem like an anal trainer. Frank Zappa, though. Definitely. Definitely an anal definitely. trainer. Who, 
What what artists would you be least surprised if they had butt plugs in for like their entire careers? Uh ooh. Wow, that's a that's a broad question. I mean, uh least surprised? Mm. I mean, besides like obviously like George Michael. Yes, <laughs> of course. Sure. Of course. Of course. Um yeah. Dang, honestly, tough to say. Like Frank Zappa is the one that like really jumps out to me. You know, okay, okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe Steve Vai. Yeah. Steve Vai, I could see that. Maybe. I mean, he played with Frank Zappa, you know, so there's that lineage there. I could see it. Do you think everyone that that, uh, played with Frank Zappa, like, uh, you know, Carmen Apiece, like he might (laughs) have been doing doing that kind of thing? What do you think they got up to on the fucking tour bus, man? Like... Smoking cigarettes? I, I don't know. Do you, do you think they just had like a fucking bowl full of butt plugs <laughs> and were like, take one and pass it along, everybody. We don't fucking smoke weed here, so we're going to anal train as a band. Yeah, we just smoke like, cigarettes what? and stick stuff in our ass, dude. Yeah, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to fucking practice music and practice gaping, everybody. Hell yeah. Until we get to Chicago. Like, what? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, John Popper, for sure. Oh yeah, he pops one in his yeah, butt. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, for the, sure. Yeah, for sure. John Popper's uh-huh. definitely into weird butt stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't I don't know what exactly he's into, but Joe Satriani is also into weird stuff. I think that Joe Satriani. Why are you just going after like guitar shredders, man? Bro, they're the weirdest it's... people. Like they... <laughs> Spencer, Spencer, you're a guitar shredder. I know. I can speak from experience. Do, do you do you have a butt plug in right now? <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> okay. I would never sure. like contaminate the sanctity of the bucket cast with such perversions. I would. I, I know, but that's at, like we established. It's in your brand. It's not in mm-hmm. my brand to, to do that. So not yet, anyways. Well, I'll let you know when I decide yeah. to take a a pivot into that. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, when you do a brand reorganization and start anal training. Let's go brand or reorganization. <laughs> oh, let's go brand muffin. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to get that fiber in if you're doing that butt stuff, you know. You actually do. Most people most people don't even think about that, but, like, you absolutely must get a lot of fiber yeah. in order to do butt stuff, especially if you're going with a big dick because it reaches in there, and it can it can pick up all types of stuff, you know. <laughs> If uh, if you if you're wanting to do anal no stuff, no one is, no one asked would, for this. If you're wanting to do anal stuff, I would definitely recommend uh, getting. For most showers, you can like get an attachment uh, mm-hmm. where it's like an anal douche attachment, and just like go to Amazon and look up anal douche shower attachment. I hope Buckethead and, uh, never listens to our podcast. You don't you don't think he's into butt stuff? I don't presume to judge. I don't presume to judge. Why would you judge? You don't, as I said earlier, we don't kink shame on this. That's true. Podcast. I guess I don't presume to presume. Okay, because it'd be cool if Bucket, if Buckethead, if you're listening and you're into butt stuff, that rules, brother. I'm into butt stuff. We know. That means on brand. That means we are a kindred spirit. <laughs> if you're not, that's cool too. You know, I'm I'm cool with whatever floats your boat and gets you off, brother. I hope you come. I'm hard, cool Buckethead, with whatever gapes your ass, brother. <laughs> yeah, brother. Like, whatever makes you bust. <laughs> Bustin makes us feel good as people, yeah. and so I want that to happen for you. Mm-hmm. 
you know, radical empathy when it comes to busting. Yeah, correct. Radical empathy when it comes to busting. Indeed. Well, so we also, because we could not listen to the two missing pikes uh, this week, or the one missing pike, uh, and we had to listen to Pike 287, we listened to the previews, the two preview songs mm -hmm. for pikes uh, 285 and 286. So I think we should uh, just touch on those briefly uh, before we move on. Yeah, <clears throat> let me pull these up because I actually don't have the information on them. Um, so the first one was Stone of Folly, which was like, what, like two and a half minutes long, I Something think? Like Something that. like that. And it fucking um, rocks. It is the coolest thing we've Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a banger. Yeah, it's um, super it goes sick. pretty hard. Uh, I'm really excited for it's, Pike 285 when it does release because it sounds like a very Jeopardy backwards sort of vibe. Yes. Like it, it, yeah, it's like, it sounds I, chaotic and insane, and I want to listen. Yeah, to it's it. very, very metal and not like super melodic. No, just um, like chaotic. the other one, Nautical Twilight, was pretty melodic. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, Stone of Folly, uh, looking forward to that one. And I actually listened to it because uh, this was the first one I think that was announced after we started doing the podcast because when we started doing the podcast there was only 284 pikes all right um yeah all right and so yeah. i don't have when this one was announced maybe it's on the thing here but um yeah is it on here are we ever gonna listen to the uh the remixed ones by the way remixed ones what yeah he remixed several of his pikes back like last year or two years ago. I don't remember that at all. We, there's so much Pike information that has gone into my brain and then left my brain. Yeah, we, we talked about doing it. Um, I'm sure we did. My brain is bad. <laughs> Why can I not find this now? Is it is it the one that's just under preview? Is that right? Mm -hmm. Fuck. Um, I found them on YouTube. Um, oh, they were on YouTube. Yeah. Interesting. Because I found them earlier on Buckethead Bandcamp. Mm -hmm. but Okay. If you yeah, just type Pike two eighty five into YouTube, I think it's like the first or second. Yeah, video. yeah. Okay, I found it. Yeah, um, yeah. Nautical Twilight was that one. Yeah, Nautical Twilight. Uh, that one was about three minutes long. That's the. Uh, oh shoot! Uh, mm -hmm. uh, a lot more. Melodic, Dude, Windham Hill you know, as very, fuck. Very Windham Hill. It, it actually very sounds fucking... tight. Like I, I want to listen to that one too. Yeah, like, both of these sound great. Yeah. Like, I feel like he hasn't done like a nylon string thing in a while. I mean, time wise, yeah. like. He was doing a lot of nylon string stuff like 10 or 20 pikes ago, but that in terms of time where we are now is like two or three years ago. Right. And so, and I, I, cause I listened to a bunch of the previews of the ones he's released since we've been doing the podcast. And I don't think I've heard anything else that's like, especially acoustic mm -hmm. or like nylon string. So I'm looking forward to that one too, if it ever releases. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, same. yeah, I actually don't have a question for these. Yeah, me either. But, uh, they are cool. They are interesting. I'm excited to hear both of them. Yeah. Honestly, those two previews I thought were a lot more interesting than the other pikes we listened to in terms of like stuff that I'm. They were more in. promising, but who who knows? who knows? Like they could, because there was like that one song uh, in Once Upon a Distant Plane, or the two songs, uh, tracks three and four, mm -hmm. that were total outliers on the that album, and like five minutes worth of material that were, I think far and above the rest of the content on the album. So. I would agree. Who knows? I would agree. Who knows? Yeah. Such is uh, life. Cool. Well, Sorry. that was the Pikes for the That's week. That's the Pikes. All right, my friend. Are you ready to go on a journey with me? 
Where are we going? Into the bucket boy. Statements from the bucket boy. Bucket boy. part of the show here. where we look at here. youtube comments uh, and laugh about them yeah i don't know that's <laughs> do we well, laugh maybe you laugh spencer i laugh a lot i don't think it's very funny though <laughs> and that's fair <laughs> yeah. so let's uh let's get this kick things off let's get it going um youtube user hollis williams says one year ago edited this song is a lifesaver. I put it on when my office colleague is eating next to me to cover the noise. Classic album. <laughs> Interesting. I wonder if he has that thing where he uh, like has the aversion to noise and especially like people eating. I dated someone with that. Dude, I can't fucking stand those people. It drives me nuts. It's like, dude, just get over it. It, it was, like, it was really difficult. And like, yeah. we, like that ended up being kind of like a reason we broke up is like, they couldn't stand like being there when I ate, and I'm like, I, I ate a lot, and like I'm not doing like I'll try to like, and I, I like made effort, like, and yeah. I'm like, I just close my mouth and like chew with my mouth closed, and I make like one noise, and like, oh, I can't do it, and I'm like, oh, god damn it, <laughs> dude, that's man, I don't know, that's so weird, it sucks because that was some good pussy. Did that same person have problems with the sounds of you eating their pussy? <laughs> Not at all. What? They were fine with that. that Very the same convenient. Sound, but like way more But you amplified. don't mind me eating your pussy. <laughs> Curious liberal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's strange, man. Like I, I, I frequently hear on like podcasts where like the host will be like, Yeah, every time we eat something, like people complain about it a bunch. And it's like, dude, I don't get that. Like that shit doesn't bother me at all. It's just like whatever, mm. like like mm-hmm. if if you're bothered by the sounds people's mouths make, you should just don't listen to podcasts or fucking get over it. It's like I'm sorry, you yeah. have to. You got to deal. A deal. And I, I I hate to like you know, shame people or I guess be a ableist, but like, you know, it's a disability. But like, I mean, if you have a disability that makes it so you can't enjoy like a genre of something, maybe just don't gravitate towards that genre. Or read a, read a book instead. I don't know. Or just like try to be more understanding, I guess. Because I, I do see a lot yeah. of those people like complaining about that stuff on the internet and being like kind of toxic about it. And like, mm-hmm. it's like, dude, I don't know. That, that's a, it's a problem that a small subset of people experience. Admittedly, they do experience it. So it is a yeah. legitimate thing, but it's valid. It's just like, it's like, it doesn't give you the right to be a dick about it. You know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like fucking like, you know, it's, it's going to Hawaii and complaining about the weather. It's like <clears throat> the weather in Hawaii. What the f- I know is, or yeah, sorry. It's, it's like going to Hawaii and complaining. It's too hot. It's like, you knew it was hot. It's Why are you gravitating it's, 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 it's towards Hawaii in the, equator, in the first place? Bro. Like, <laughs> you know, it's going to be, it's going to be hot. It's going to be warm. Um, there's a response to this one. That's pretty good. Marty Jacobson says, yeah, that pisses me off, too. Go to the friggin' staff room. Fucking Janet, fucking microwaving your goddamn fish and bringing it back into the cubicle. Now everything smells like pussy, Janet. <laughs> and I'm horny. I have to go into the fucking bathroom and jerk off my stupid little cock. 
It's fucking dark. Or pretend like I lost a pen under the desk and see if I can get off in about 30 seconds before anybody comes in my cubicle and realizes what I'm doing. Oh my God. Speaking of coming in cubicles, I saw this Reddit thread a long time ago where it was like, I forget what the actual thread was about, but it was definitely, it was one of those ask Reddit threads where it was like, what's the grossest thing you've seen at your work or something like that. And they were like, one of the comments was like, uh, this longtime employee who had worked there for about 30 years was uh, laid off or retired or something like that. This guy's name is Larry. And then after he left, they were like, they were like cleaning out his desk or no, they were, they were like uh, taking his computer to like move to another station or something like that. And underneath his desk was just like 15 years of dried semen just everywhere underneath the desk. Like he was just jerking off and just blowing his load under the desk for years and years and years and years. And it was just like encrusted and foul, which is, what a legend. Boss makes a dollar. <laughs> make a dime. <laughs> Blow my load all over uh, this. Uh, the, cubicle, the cubicle. All over yeah. the bottom of my desk. Yep. Yep. That's what we while, do. While, I'm, while people are around. Yep. Because that's chill. Uh, On company time. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Brad says one year ago, I feel bad that more people don't appreciate Buckethead. I don't believe there's anyone alive more talented and active than Bucket. The reason why I highlighted this comment is because of the response to it, which is fucking unhinged. So there's there's a response here about somebody who is extremely passionate about John Zorn. The Dark Chum One. We got a Zorn head. Uh, Getting Zorner. Massive Zorner. Let's get into the Zorn Corner. Uh, the Dark Chum one says one year ago edited. That's 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 uh, Chum Lee from uh, Pawn Stars. Sure. Uh, you clearly have not heard of John Zorn. Buckethead himself has stated Zorn magnificent and inhuman output levels are his greatest inspiration for putting out so much music. Or sorry, for putting out so much music. Zorn probably released three new albums since I started this comment. And then, uh, cool. so there's like more responses to this that we're not going to read. But uh, this dude like goes on fucking a rant about John Zorn. Uh, that's like really long. And like people are like, oh, Buckethead said that Zorn's an influence. Is that, was that like, Bucket doesn't do many interviews. Can you like link us to that? And he's like, no, I can't find it. And they're like, so you made it up? And he's like, no, I didn't fucking make it up. John Zorn, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it was. Like he he obviously respects John Zorn yeah. and like he has music released on John Zorn's yeah. label and like Bill like, Laswell and they they perform right? together, yeah. yeah. And so like they yeah that that's fine. But I've never seen him talk about Zorn in an interview. Yeah, me either. Straight up. And like that that's like, yeah. Everybody was like really reasonable. They were like, oh yeah, I definitely believe that he's yeah. He has those musical connections and whatnot, but like I've never heard him talk about it. Can you link us? And he's like, no. And then got all like butt hurt that people. <laughs> Thought he was wrong. Cool. Who who do funny. who do you think is uh the most talented musician alive? Alive? Oh yeah, alive. Jeez. Fuck, I don't know. Um, talented musician or composer? Because they are different things. Talented musician. Musician. Fuck. Uh. That's a tough one, man. Maybe like. Maybe Aldi Miola? 
Maybe. LDM is good. He's really I good. Think definitely I, better musicians though. There's probably. I mean, like I don't know. It's just like it, Bela. Yeah. Like I, I can say for like Bela Fleck is more talented than LDM. Okay. Yeah, like, I mean, sure. Um, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, it, it's such as like a subjective no. thing, and also like when you're talking mm. about people that are like that tier of good, it's just like right. it becomes so like uh, nuanced, so, you know? Right. And so I'm actually, uh, I, I, I have an actual answer for this, because um, a lot of, I, you know, I watch a lot of musician interviews and stuff, and uh, one name when this question is asked keeps on coming up with multiple people: uh, Zakir Hussein. He's an Indian tabla player, and he's like oh, right. the biggest tabla player of all time. Mm -hmm. And several people, like several like top tier musicians and composers, have been like, "He's like inhuman. Like he's the greatest, you know, player of an instrument to ever live, and will probably be the greatest tabla player of all time." Interesting. Which, uh, in, more of his stuff. I think I in, have heard in, things that no. he's on. Like I know that name, and I, like I, I've definitely seen that him come up before. But he, I'm not super um, familiar with his with his output. He does, yeah. Just look uh, for his stuff on YouTube because he does a bunch of concerts where he just pairs with one other like amazing musician, right? And it's incredible because like he will play like full melodies back. Like someone will play like a, a super long melody and he'll play it back entirely tonally on two drums, which is absolutely fucking That's nuts. Insane. Like watching him play is insane. That rules. That 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 mm -hmm. rocks. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Lenny <clears throat> Lenny Varville Jr. says one year ago, Buckethead offers up the whole garden on this pike. He tends to the soil, seed, and nurtures the growth of this harvest. <laughs> Patiently he waits, and when the time is right, he awards us with the fruits of his labor. Incredible pike. Um, yeah. So there. There are a lot of bucketed YouTube comments that are taking on this like uh, religious fervor sort of shit, and this is one of well, those. I mean, this is about the garden pike, right? Yeah, but like, yeah, some of these people like get get like religious about Buckethead, and it's strange. And I, yeah, we've always known that. There's there's religious. I feel like it's you know, accelerating, is what I'm saying. I feel like, like it's the, the Buckethead is God community is very active in the Buckethead community. Totally, you know? totally. But I feel like those people are like losing their minds a little bit. It's getting a little a lot. But yeah. I do like <laughs> I do like the uh him tending to the soil and seed. Seed. Oh uh -huh. yeah. It tends to come. Yeah. I tend to come too listening to Buckethead. No one comes listening to Buckethead. You're wrong. <laughs> I don't want to know why. Move. No, we're I'm going to tell you why because it was a, a fan fucking one of our fans sent this to me. Okay. All right. What, one uh, of our fans just... sent me a message that said that they tried having sex with their partner while listening to Buckethead and that they had to change it. <laughs> so... All right. Here we go. Are, are you ready? Yeah. This is from friend of the show and Patreon subscriber, Devin Saturnus. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, Britt. We did it. We did it for science. It was difficult, but it is possible to bang while Buckethead is playing. <laughs> it can be done. <laughs> Toys R Us tantrums was the pike of choice. What is interesting, however, was that we both climaxed twice. Nice. Could it be the shredding? Who knows? <laughs> because it's an experiment 
I don't want to replicate. That rocks. Love to see it. Love to see it. You know? I do love that. They out there Thank doing you, it. Devin. They out there doing appreciate it. You. Namaste. Appreciate you fucking appreciate you putting in the, the bucket work. We love we love that. Love that. Speaking of the bucket work, John Co- That's the community really coming together. To ah, help us yeah, out, yeah. There right? you go. Hey, 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 hey. John Corneal says, eleven months ago edited. Another great pike. Truly sensational. I've discovered Buckethead a few years back through comments by Pat Metheny, who cited BH as one of his favorite musicians. Metheny being one of my all-time faves, I had to investigate. The result, now I am hooked. And then he goes on to actually quote Pat Metheny, which is great. So he goes, from Mm -hmm. the PM website, I'm assuming that means Pat Metheny, Mm -hmm. I have been following Buckethead's thing closely since he came on the scene about 10 years ago now. He is an interesting player that has found a way of dealing with the instrument technically that is really extraordinary. He also seems pretty fearless as an improviser in the best sense of the word. I always try to stay up on what he's doing, and I always enjoy hearing him. Yeah. Pat Metheny fucking rocks. Yeah, Pat Metheny rules. (laughs) Uh, If you haven't heard Pat Metheny before, um, obviously he's got a great... Fucking bright size life. Right Size Life is really good. I would honestly recommend uh, the album Machine, oh. in which he creates an entire machine out of acoustic instruments. Are you talking about Orchestrion? In... Oh, yeah, Orchestrion. Sorry. Dude, yeah. Orchestrion um, fucking rules. Yeah. I love yeah. that. And record. so he, he made this thing called The Machine, mm-hmm. and uh, he went on The Machine Tour, which was only a couple dates in like the Northeast United States. Mm-hmm. But he basically like brought this entire machine and he took like three days each time to set it up in each individual theater because he had to like move things around because theaters are different sizes. Mm -hmm. And he plays an entire concert with this live acoustic band that is just a big elaborate machine. It is an insane looking thing. And it's fucking crazy. we're not doing yeah. it justice in describing how fucking oh. insane it looks. Like it is, it is like so a giant cool. wall of like instruments with like and strings and, and robotic a lot of non instruments too them and, and things. It's like yeah, yeah it's, it's nuts. It's really yeah. Wild. And there's like a lot of like non instrument stuff too, or like deconstructed instruments and mm-hmm. things like that. It's really fucking cool. It's it. really fucking cool. And like the the album that he made with it, Orchestrion, is like one of mm. the coolest jazz yeah. records i think i've ever heard it's it's phenomenal it's um, yeah and especially if you know the story behind it it's just fucking mind-blowing to listen to yeah. it's so fucking super cool. good i remember when that record came out i i'm pretty sure you showed it to me and i ended up yeah, listening yeah. to it a whole bunch that summer mm-hmm. um really good really good pat metheny rules yeah, totally. um yeah, it is. maria gabriella harris says i was born again if my mind taps into every single brain frequency i can't imagine his Thank you, Master. You are eternal. So, Spencer, <laughs> I think I have an idea. So, okay. since it appears that uh, Jordan Vine does not comment on any more of the pikes, unfortunately, mm-hmm. the Bucket Void is getting a little, uh, you know, it needs a little spice, I think. Okay. And you know what I'm, we're seeing a lot of is a lot of religious Buckethead comments. I think we need a segment to go to Bucket Church, baby. Okay, that's a good yeah. idea. We'll go to Bucket Church mm-hmm. next week. I like that. Cool, yeah. yeah like I'll, uh, I'll make a theme for that. I yeah, love yeah. that. That sounds lovely. Good thought. Good thought. 
Peter Schnabel says something that's on all of our minds. Bucket head is straight twanging them strings. Yep, he's straight twanging them strings. Uh -huh. yeah, uh, I agree. I like it when there's a space between bucket and head. That's, that's really that's good. Nice. That makes me happy. Bucket head yeah. is straight twanging them strings. Um, Techno Viking says one year ago today. Oh, it's the guy from the viral video from like 20 years exactly. ago. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think that Holy was 20 shit. years He's ago, He's got Brit. his picture too. You know, I know it felt like 20 years ago, but I'm pretty sure that was like a little over 10. Um, uh, yeah. So right. Techno Viking says one year ago, I'm born in 1975, 13th May, Tuesday. I'll be in your wave forever. All rigged and happier. Thanks. A lot. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. I don't. I don't know what this means. I love so it when people Spence, are just like I've been. I was born on this date. It's great. Can can I can I make you feel very old, please? Techno Viking is twenty two years old. That what? Day. No. How? Yeah. It was uploaded to uh, the internet uh, twenty one years ago and went viral uh, almost sixteen years ago. Where was it uploaded to? Um, fuck parade. Wait, no. Um, uh, so it was went viral on YouTube. Early, early YouTube. Well, YouTube hasn't been around for more than twenty years. No, well, that's what I said. It, well, it was yeah, it was uh, uploaded the video. To, it doesn't say where it was originally uploaded on the article here at okay. least. But but, but so it, it went, was it uploaded went viral again about 16? in YouTube in 2006. Okay, and went viral about okay. a year later. Yeah, 2006 I guess sounds about right um, for Techno Viking. That's interesting. Yeah, that does make me feel old. Oh, I think so. I think the it was originally posted on Break.com. Okay. Yeah, which I don't. Uh, apparently, it was like Break.com was a big website back in the day. Apparently. Love yeah. to see it. Love to see that he's still around. He's listening to Buckethead. He's posting on YouTube. It's great. Yep. Yeah. Stay hydrated. Uh, yeah. Guy. Stay hydrated. Uh, here's another. Uh, here's another Bucket Church. Actually, let's let's call it a Bucket Church. Um, sure. Roger Wilcox says eleven months ago. Guess what? Mm -hmm. Satin has inter. Oh, sorry. Guess what? Satin has intercepted what goes in your ears. This is not just one bucket head, but many musicians for the reign of eternity. This guy uh, <laughs> is off his meds, brother. Dude, I don't know. Like, Dude, there was a lot of like fuck. nonsense comments this week. I, I, I love nonsense comments. This one's great. I, I think he means yeah. Satan. But it's spelled like satin, like satin right, sheets, right, right. you know? I don't know. It's capitalized. It, it still doesn't really make any sense. It really it's, it really doesn't, no. It's some gobbledygook. Yeah. Joseph Sienna says, Big B just made a play... Uh, <laughs> Big B just made Pluto a planet again. Speechless. Like the cartoon dog? Yeah. Made that dog into weird. a planet. It's weird. Cool, I guess. Weird as shit. It's... I don't know. Um, okay, so this is wow. up next is the. I ain't reading all that. This is the most non sequitur comment I think I have ever seen. This reads like a DM that somehow got posted as a YouTube comment. This is not in response to anybody. I read all of the comments in this thread. Not a single one looked mm -hmm. like this could have been a response to it. Oh, that rules. It is just completely non sequitur. Okay, so uh, Brandon, as in let's go. 
says, yes. one year ago today, <clears throat> Jamie, I kind of think, oh, sorry, Jamie, I kind of, she thinks a morbid apology to recreate the, the sounds you were deafening her with, but at the same time, it sounds cool. I want the fucking Jordan pedal. Please, if the listing ends, do not relist it until the beginning of January. I really friggin' want it. $200 is low as fuck for what it is already, but since you listed it for OBO2, I was going to come at you with 180 Thanks for not amming the frequency projector machine you mad directly into her ear anymore. Dude, she was so confused and I was getting so pissed. She's nearly dead in that ear now. Please do not aim it towards Whitewater anymore. And as for anything being rude said to Anna, all Steph said was her guitar playing was pretty cool. So in all understanding of your motive, just aim it towards some rude fucks who in time will suffer for making her feel so hopeless. Let the amp live forever. Thanks, bro. <laughs> so we should mention uh, late last month, um, nationwide in the United States, uh, they um, made... The mental health line active and it is 988 so if you're in a mental health crisis you can call 988 or if someone you know is in a mental health crisis you can call 988 and uh, they will try to resolve it without you know the use of police which is great um but um mm -hmm. um i don't um, know what is going on here like i, I just need to yeah, state I was, again for the first like three or four sentences i was constructing like okay so there was another guy on here who we wanted to buy a pedal from and then it was like he was shining the projector in her ear what the fuck now her ears ruined what what's going on it's uh it was, and then it was white water gets brought up and i'm like wait white water uh yeah what are we talking about here are we talking about the clinton administration like what yeah. what is going uh, on here yeah yeah they're they're talking about the uh the clinton fucking whitewater scandal yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I am incredibly... And let me just state again, like this is a comment on one of the pikes we listened to. There was no other comment that this could have been a response to. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Um, it's great. Let's, let's institutionalize Brandon. There you go. There you go. You know, the, the sad thing is that guy is just as coherent as Joe Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, it's time for us to enter come corner getting horner massive boner let's get into the come corner does that make you corner baby <laughs> yeah it does please say that every time we go into come corner all right I'll i you. i require it um up first in come corner sunny moon says omg what a pike brain gasms all over the place drain in the main brain baby blah <laughs> Lurple brain. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Medi Chaheb says one year ago edited. Oh, back at Medi Chaheb. We love Medi Chaheb. And this was not a response to anyone, uh, mm -hmm. even though it sounds like it is. Uh, Medi Chaheb says, Yes, I did it. I finished the Pike's journey for now. I wish that he will continue to reveal more emotions and scenery never felt or seen. My pilgrim staff is always ready. You know what he means by pilgrim staff. Pilgrim staff, yeah, yeah he's 
just gonna go kill some Native Americans with it. <laughs> uh, maybe not. Maybe not. But he's definitely gonna get a, a little boner. Um, lastly, on Come Corner, he's gonna keep his boner under a smallpox blanket. <laughs> oh shit! His pilgrim staff. <laughs> Uh, lastly, uh, but certainly not least on Come Corner, Fora Fraudemia says, that solo, I'm impregnated. <laughs> yeah, she's going to have to explain that to her husband. <laughs> like, why is the baby half guitar? That's perfect. I don't even have a yes and for that. That's, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in an, in a, a beautiful moment of old people on the internet, Robert Warner says, I have a few BH releases on my SD card. This one is a little too much weight, parentheses heavy, for me. Sorry. A few BH releases? Like, did you... Like record him in his cubicle when he's doing the thing under the <laughs> he's desk. Jerking off under the desk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, do you think? Do you think Buckethead takes jerk off breaks when recording? Definitely. Who doesn't? Like when I'm recording music, that's, that's, I, I take jerk off breaks. Oh, me too. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Like every couple hours or so, I'm like, yeah, I should probably jerk off. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever. I mean, Get sometimes the juice is flowing again. Get the creative juices flowing. Yeah. The, the seminal juice is flowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Not not a big in not big into retention here. I, I just want to blast it, blast off, baby. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't no need to edge. Yeah. I, I'm gonna the use Microsoft edge. edge. I, yeah, yeah, the only edge I want is Microsoft, not the fucking guitarist from fucking YouTube. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Um, YouTube user Buckethead, which is not the actual Buckethead, but YouTube user Buckethead, uh, says one year ago edited. It's like my mom always says, don't be part of the world. The world is rotten. Then another quote, the world is of Satan. Ha, 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 ha. Anyway. Okay. Well, the reason why I highlighted this comment is because of the response, which is our last bucket void Mm -hmm. for the day. The response is from our favorite, well, not our favorite, but one of our favorites. YouTube commenters, YouTube user, yes, Swiss made, RC Swiss made, RC Swiss made, who says, RC Swiss made, RC Swiss made, who says, at Buckethead, your mother is right. We are ruled by Satanists. To heal it, needs love. You know what? <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder. You think Alex Jones might be bucket pilled? It's possible. I think RC Swiss Made has a possibility of being Alex Jones. Could be. Could he has a lot of the same rhetoric. It's true. That's all I'm saying. It's true. I like that he, he pivoted. He has moved away from uh, from the the where we go, when we go, all stuff, and is now is still ke- keeping the line. You know, is still holding the line. It's still very. No, yeah, he's just he's moving to Satanists, which is exactly what happened when the Q drops stopped. Well, I mean, well, that's the, that's always been part of the Q, you know. Yeah, tapestry. it has, but like, like, well, like, like Alex Jones though, like, stopped talking about Q and started just talking about like the you know the Satanist cabal. And yeah, shit yeah, like that. yeah. We love the Satanist cabal. We're here for it. And that yeah. is bucket boy. Demons from the bucket boy. Bucket boy.
look at here we are. Mm-hmm. We're in the part of the show where we recommend a thing mm-hmm. to one another. Uh-huh. You, uh, you want to go first or should I? Yeah, sure, I'll go first. So in addition to recommending Prey 2022, which I do recommend, mm-hmm. the movie's pretty good. Um, I recommend you pray every year, every day to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. J-Man, bless up. Big man. Uh, Big man upstairs. In addition to recommending that, okay. So mm-hmm. living in California, uh, there are Indian restaurants everywhere. Like, Mm-hmm. everywhere there's one on every corner like i've never seen so many indian restaurants it's absolutely crazy mm-hmm. but it's great Indi- it's weird that uh it's it's weird that red hot chili peppers haven't made a song about that <laughs> that's that's true that's true um <laughs> it'd probably come off as pretty racist <laughs> though, right <laughs> what if what if i can, can you imagine so anthony- many indian restaurants so many indian restaurants can you imagine like, anthony like- kiedis doing an indian accent in the, <laughs> like trying to sing like he does. But Can you imagine Indian him accent? doing brown face in the uh-huh. video? <laughs> that would be great. I would love that so much. I would love for Red Hot Chili Peppers to just do something hilarious and get canceled like God. that. Like they have enough money. It'd be so fucking It'd good. It'd be dude. so fucking good. Be so um, fucking good. But with there being all these Indian restaurants, I've been uh, eating a lot of Indian food. And one of the things that yeah. I have been eating a lot here that I didn't really find too much in Seattle, but I know exists, definitely mm-hmm. exists in Seattle, but I, I didn't find it too yeah. often. But uh, one thing that exists here and everywhere for very cheap are, I'll just actually show, I have one sitting right here, fresh-made samosas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's samosas here. Yeah. There are definitely samosas here, or samosas Samos. there, but I've just I've been exposed to them so much here that I've been eating them a lot more often. So my recommendation to you and to our listeners is, Go eat a fresh-made samosa. They are so fucking good. I cannot overstate how much I love them. I've eaten, this past week, I have probably eaten a dozen samosas. It, I have a sickness. I cannot stop. They are amazing. Uh, and I, I just recommend them to everyone. So here's the, the big recommendation, which is go get samosas and then eat them while you watch mm. that new Predator movie. Rock and roll. Yeah, okay. What do you got, Britt? Cool. And also, while, while, while anal training. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, put a butt, a plug, butt in, plug in. Eat a samosa. Or two, two. Make it a party. Who knows? Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. <laughs> there's room for everyone. Sure. Why not? I mean, there's room if you make it. There's room if you practice yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You got you to gotta practice. the rule of buttholes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Frank Zappa said that. Room if you practice. Oh, he has like a whole concept album about it. Oh, probably. Yeah, called, yeah. called Joe's, Joe's Garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Same thing. Yeah, same his thing, his yeah. asshole is as big as a yeah, garage. Exactly. Yeah. You can park a fucking car in yeah, that. Yeah, ass. a couple cars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so my recommendation for the week is going to be a film from 2014 called Coherence, hmm. which um, uh, gosh, how do I explain this? It's it's complicated. Like uh, a comet is flying over Earth, and these folks are having a dinner party, and the comet causes like time space complications and uh it seems that there are like multiple copies of everybody and maybe multiple copies of the house that they're in and uh it's really well done um it's got a lot of intrigue to it a lot of like weird cool mystery um i just recommend it it's 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 cool it's really well executed especially for like a film that's basically just 
eight people and like no effects or anything like that. It's it's very compelling. Fat Mike's and in I this. It. Sorry. Fat Mike's in this. Fat Mike. Yeah, you said no effects. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fat Fat Mike is in it. Um, they got the uh, the two Hebes, but uh, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah great film though cool that sounds uh, 2014's great 2014's coherence actually sounds yeah, very yeah. cool I'm gonna have to give that a look mm-hmm. I love that nice. pretty fucking rad does that mean it's time for my favorite part of the show I guess it has to ha 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 bucket joke ha 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 bucket joke ha 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 bucket joke ha 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 bucket joke Every name is a nickname when your name is Nicholas. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Can't argue there. Everybody, everybody talks about how Jesus could make water into wine, but nobody talks about how it's always Carlo Rossi. <laughs> oh, man. Do you, do you remember that, uh, that, that fella who would always drink Carlo Rossi at the Corrupture House, our old band, Corrupture? I do. Do, he had all those yeah, Carlo Rossi bottles in his room. That's disgusting. <laughs> that stuff's gross. Um, for the longest time, I thought whenever people asked if I'd seen a Goofy movie, they were just talking about comedy movies in general. Mm-hmm. And an extremely Goofy movie was just a really funny one. Like Borat. Uh, my wife. <laughs> uh, nobody likes it when I take my dog to the nude beach. I probably shouldn't have named it Somebody's Drowning and Your Cock Looks Deformed. <laughs> that was a riff uh, on last week. Love to see it. Yeah, it was. It was. Love to yeah, see yeah. it. Yeah. You know, uh, it's hard to beat when you're wearing thick gloves. That's true. Linguistically, Good Morning America is a complete contradiction of terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have a stepladder. I have a ladder that stepped up. Oh, oh, that's that's pretty good. I'll give you that one. When I was uh, young, I could never stay awake in school. I was charged with kidnapping. <laughs> the police taught me this week that people I don't know are in. F- no, that doesn't that doesn't work. I need to rework that. That fucking joke mm-hmm. sucks. A man died falling down a water hole this week mm-hmm. because he couldn't see that well. <laughs> right, that's, pretty, that's good. Um, I had to get a CT scan the other day. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, they found no traces of Connecticut. Good. We'd love to see it. Uh, and my, my final joke this week is, uh, why is Jordan Vine paid by the hour to write YouTube comments about Buckethead? Why? Well, because it's shift work. <laughs> hey, that's nice. Hey, that's good. Good job. All right, and so we, uh, as 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 usual now, uh, I uh, scour the internet for the worst one-liner jokes I could find. I'm so ready for this. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you some of them. All right, so here's the first one. My baker was charged with arson because he was skilled with pie roll techniques. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see what like, they're it's supposed to be No, I, pi- I see what they're going for there. <laughs> pyro techniques. Mm-hmm. But even if you're skilled with pyro techniques, you're not gonna be charged with arson. Yeah. 
Wow, mm. that's a that that one's a, a wolf. Like let's let's rework that. Like mm-hmm. uh my 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 baker is having a sale on pies this week. He's calling it Pyromania. No, that doesn't work either. Uh, no, no, no. My 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 baker Mutt Lang. Yeah, I, I was having... about to make almost the same joke. Yeah, yeah. Mutt Lang had a bake sale called it Pyromania. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Yeah. Um, what sort of animal would laugh at vet jokes? None. Animals don't laugh. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so my favorite thing here is the comment section. Uh, this one was on Reddit. Uh, Mex5150 asks uh, OP, so you've never heard of hyenas? <laughs> and OP says, hyenas? They shit their breath at that. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> hyenas? They shit their breath at that. And then, and then Max fifty one fifty comes back w- with the response, "What?" And and OP responds, "The way hyenas laugh, it's a shitty laugh." <laughs> this is like galaxy brain. Like you could take that entire thing, I'm, you could apply the galaxy brain meme format to each of these points, and like, dude, like. My brain is way too smooth to understand what he's talking about. <laughs> they shit their hyenas, breath at that. they shit their breath at that. What? The way hyenas laugh, it's a shitty laugh. Yeah, what? they shit their breath what? at that. Yeah. They shit their breath at that, that dog. Makes sense. Um, the center of the nervous system is the human Brian. Yep. I'm not a racist. I hate everyone equally, which is like the oldest, worst bumper sticker in existence. Yeah, right? yeah. My job as a professional lovemaker to fecal matter is fucking shit. <laughs> That's so dumb. It's so bad. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I like that one. Like, like I, I love the the setup that like someone pays him <laughs> to have sex with fecal matter. <laughs> Like there's no, that's not a job. No, he just makes videos on the on the internet. You know, that's, that's not a job, guy. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, I spent so much time thinking of a one-liner. I ended up at the hospital, in line, and then the ER. Uh huh. I. Because they went to the hospital in line and then the ER, which would make it an inliner, <laughs> not a one-liner. <laughs> yes, yes, that's, uh, that is true. Wow. <sighs> you're so full of shit, your eyes are brown. <laughs> I've heard that before. That's... Uh... Terrible. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. Here's 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 that's like one. a Garfield joke book fucking joke. Like that's yeah, that's bad. except the word shit. Like yeah. so uh she made my dick harder than Superman's kneecap. <laughs> what? <laughs> Isn't all of Superman the same hardness, basically? Not his dick, baby. I guess I guess it depends on the 
circumstance. I'm sorry, Satan, but I have a doctor's note for why I can't get my skin hotter than 1,000 degrees. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. And uh, here's, here's the one this week. I don't know if it's the worst joke. It's, it's a bad joke, but I still found it funny. Mm-hmm. Hitler's favorite sitcom was Mad About Jews. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. It's good. Yeah, I know. And then, and then we have uh, our our two uh, top worst jokes so far. Kurt Cobain received mind blowing head on April fifth, nineteen ninety four. It just gets better. It just gets better. I know. It's 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 never not funny. But you know which one just keeps on aging like like fucking red wine, baby. <laughs> two women walked out of a library. They cleaned it so well. Ha 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 ha! Fucking joke! Hey, that's the goddamn motherfucking show. Uh, where can we find you on the internet, mm. goddamn Spencer? Spencer dot zone, like Spencer uh-huh. for hire. Cool. The show starring Avery Brooks. Uh, yeah. Later famous for his role as Captain Benjamin Sisko on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Uh huh. Yep. And if you're interested in Star Trek, listen to our other podcast, Soy Trek. Uh huh. Do that. That's a good, good thing. Oh yeah, Patreon update real yeah. quick. Forget about that. Sometimes, oopsie daisy. Uh, thanks so much to everyone on Patreon. <clears throat> um, oh yeah, uh, we have a watch along. Me and Pat did a watch along, like a track you can put over and um, just plug in. We'll have an MP3 you can download and uh, basically watch Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock along with us, which will be fun. Nice. And uh, you know. Big uh, uh, shout out once again to uh, Devin Saturnus. Uh, thanks for having sex to Buckethead, but also <laughs> being uh, one of our $5 Patreon tier subscribers, as well as Dan Morrison, Dylan Lance, and Ian Killian. We appreciate you. Yeah, we do. Hell yeah. Uh, and also, we uh, we just started a uh, an Etsy shop. We're selling merch now. Mostly uh, right now, just for our other podcast, Soycast. Soycast, soy yes, Soycast, soy getting cast. soy, yeah. a, um, a, a trek cast. cast, a trek, yeah, um, but, uh, so, uh, that one's at etsy.com slash shops slash dumb idiot BS, so go and check that out, and go and check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash dumb idiot BS, love to see it, and that's, and that's BS just the letters, not B-E-E-S, or not B E E E S S, not that either. That, that is unnecessarily you con- confusing. Uh, bees, <laughs> bees, 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 dumb idiot bees. Yeah, yeah, that too, that too. Well, but with that. Oh yeah, and you can also. I uh, don't think I said it. Uh, go go talk to us on uh, any of the socials at Buckethead. But no, <laughs> god damn it, at a bucket cast. <laughs> what is happening? No, don't right don't now? do that. At a <laughs> at a bucket cast. Uh just talk to me on there. Uh-huh. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Uh jer- jerk off. Yeah, cool. David Hasselhoff, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Jerk totally. off, David Hasselhoff. Totally. Okay, well. With that, I have been Spencer. And I have been Britain. You've been listening to Getting Head a Bucket Cast. Thanks for joining us, Bucket Cast. Cast. 
bucket bots. <laughs> Sorry. I'm fucking See, up, right? Greasy bucket heads. I'm fucking everything up. Or whatever. Namaste! Namaste! That's not the end of the show quite yet. We have one more segment. You can't try to get laid or watch people. You gotta go out and get that job. Yeah, we do. It's my one of my favorite segments of the show, but it's also the densest and most obscure referential part of the show. It's where we rewrite a scene from Bam Margera's seminal 2009 film, Ming Hags. In the scene that takes place is between a character named Ralph and his father, where Ralph's father is threatening to kill him if he does not get a job. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we rewrite, uh, rewrite the scene every week into a different conflict between two people, or... Maybe not a conflict. We just we just find different ways to frame different historical or fantasy events mm-hmm. uh, into this neat little package. Indeed. Would you like to go first or me? Totally up I to you. I don't care. You choose it this week. Uh, let's let's do yours first. Cool. So uh, my scene is between Axel Rose and their then and Guns N' Roses then manager. Doug Goldenstein. This specifically takes place in 2001. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be Axel yes. Rose or Doug Goldenstein? I'm going to be Axel Rose You're Axel. in this scene. All right, let me get a, go- a good Doug Goldenstein going. Hi, Axel Rose. Is that <laughs> Goldenstein? <laughs> <laughs> <Too> much. <laughs> Axel Rose, what'd you do with my menorah? You no, know, honestly, like, just do that. that. Just do that. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fine. Okay, yeah. All right, so am I, I'm leading here, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Oh, Jesus Christ, Axel Rose! Aren't you supposed to be working on Chinese democracy today? I've got past life regression therapy at four. You can't do no past life regression therapy, Axel Rose. You do have to finish the album. Nah, baby. I'm going to cleanse myself of negative energy tonight. Axel, I am getting tired of it. You're gonna make progress on that album today. T-O-D-A-Y. This is muffed up. I can't deal with your vibes today, Doug. You know, back in the 90s, you didn't care about energy and vibes in these past lives. I'd like you to regress into that, Axel Rose, please. That Axel Rose was as oblivious to the... Sorry. That Axel Rose was as oblivious to the psychic warfare around me as the side of a barn. If we were in the jungle, I'd slice your throat. Well, this isn't the jungle, baby. My staff psychic will protect me from that kind of negative energy. I can't believe how much money we have put into this album so far. Money makes albums? 
What a waste of studio time! My name is William Bruce Rose Jr. Axel, your staff psychic makes a good target for the tabloids. By the end of the day, you better stop having to screen people's energies in order to work with you. You see this money? It's not gonna last forever. Finish the goddamn album, Axel. <laughs> it's very fun. That was fun. I like that. Uh, good, good, good read. Um, all right. So let's do yours. Tell, give me some context here. So uh, this is a kind of context for the very famous picture of um, uh, Nixon and Elvis together at the White House, and they're shaking hands. And there's several pictures of this. Unfortunately, there's no recordings of their uh, their time there. Um, but apparently there is some letter correspondence between the White House and Elvis. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and this is kind of based on that and kind of maybe reconstructing what they were uh, talking about when he was Okay. There. Sounds good. Who am I uh, playing here? It's up to you. I can do both an Elvis and a Nixon. I'll 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 do a Nixon. We'll we'll just switch. You do a Nixon. <clears throat> My fellow Americans. Oh, gee, Jesus Christ, Christ Elvis. Elvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bad. I, not I, bad. I, okay, I, yeah. Gotcha. And one second, <clears throat> I gotta get Elvis. Thank you, thank you very No, Mr. President, I'm gonna come to the White House at four. <laughs> right. Okay, I think I got it. Thank you. Jesus Christ, Elvis! Aren't you supposed to be on your comeback tour today? No, Mr. President. I want to come to the White House at four. Hmm. Not sure you can come to the White House. You got to play that Las Vegas, right? Thank you very much, but I'm going to try to change America tonight. Oh, fine. You can come, but only for a few hours today. T-O-D-A-Y. Mr. President, this stuff is muffed up. I've been studying drug abuse and communist brainwashing techniques. They're coming for the young people. Hmm. You know, back under Eisenhower, we just kill these commies and druggies. But now these hippies are making it so we can't kill the side of a bar. Mm, if I had my way, I'd slice their throats. But we don't have it your way, Mr. President. These communists, they're saving them. Oh, I can't believe this great nation even made these people. This nation didn't make these people. The goddamn Red Russians did. Hmm. Right. What a waste of Americans. My name is Elvis. Ah, I know that. Well, we, we better get this nation cleaned up from drugs and communism or else. You see this beautiful country? It's gonna go to fucking shit. Let's kill some commies, Elvis. Hell yeah, that was fun. That was a pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I got. I. I pulling purely from Futurama. <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds a lot like the Futurama yeah. one because like Nixon, it, it's a little drier than Nixon. It's not a bad impression, but Nixon was definitely more like Harumphy talked a little slower than he does in Futurama. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's still yeah. pretty good. Still Fun pretty stuff. Good. Fun yeah. stuff. Love to see it. And with oh. that, that's the end of the show. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, Pizza Pie. And I'm done recording.